0: Hello, and welcome to the I Was Gone Podcast. Episode 3 Mental Health. Historian Harvey Green argues that domestic violence and child abuse increased during the American Depression. Family disputes over finances, food, and other basic necessities caused tensions to increase. Men's self-image, which had been strengthened by the nation's victory in World War I, and the subsequent prosperity of the 1920s, took a beating during the Great Depression. During the 1920s, many Americans had begun to equate self-worth with material possessions. Therefore, when times turned bad, people felt worthless. Now the above was during an economic downturn, however, the coronavirus adds another dimension to the above and that is a medical issue, an extremely contagious and potentially fatal virus. As with the Great Depression, what is currently occurring is introducing change at an incredible rate. Interestingly, during the Depression, the culture was to increasingly become an urban culture as people left their farms to seek work in the cities. However, the cultural trend due to the virus outbreak in the UK has been to do the opposite, with many people looking to self-isolate in rural areas, with the increase in technology enabling people to work from more non-urbanised locations. However, similarly to the Great Depression, many people will be living with a daily life fraught with uncertainty, jobs and salaries will be unpredictable and savings vanishing in the stock market. With the current predictions that the worst is yet to come from the political leaders of the UK, in this podcast, we would like to discuss how coronavirus will impact on the mental health of us all. Okay, guys, one of the things that we were really keen to talk about was the ongoing mental health implications of the whole coronavirus situation. Um... I know there's a lot of my friends who um, you know they normally have coping mechanisms and things that they would they would normally do they have a a group of friends they you know reach out to and they can spend time with they can socialize with them Um, and you know maybe they they go on you know long long walks and they are able to get that kind of exercise Um, but there's an awful lot of these things that aren't actually available to them under the current lockdown conditions um, I was just wondering what you guys uh, were dealing with yourselves, and you know what your experience of this whole thing has has been, and if, and if it's affected you personally or your your family or or friends that you're aware of. So, um, Callum, you wanna you wanna go first?
1: So, yeah, sure. I, I was having a bit of a chat with Stuart earlier this week, and I, I said to him, I "Had a wee blip, I had a wee blip. There was a couple of days there where I." I I physically didn't feel well but actually wasn't feeling my usual positive self Uh, and I think it's it's probably okay to acknowledge that we're all going to be at some point doing that probably not consistently but certainly you know there'll be days of the week where you just go do you know what I I just did enough of this and I think it was partly to do with watching too much on the television partly to do with what was happening at work and, and there wasn't a lot of positivity in my day, I would normally seek out positive things, but yeah, yeah I, I just to acknowledge that so that actually people that are listening to that feel okay uh, that, that it's okay to do that and, and to verbalize that with others so that you can get a wee bit of a check in and uh, you know, get a chance to speak to people and offload some of that and, and actually get that validation from other people that yeah, it's okay.
0: I think it's the thing I mean we're all dealing with this um, I mean I know you know there's as I said some of my friends who who do have you know mental health issues that they would deal with normally um, but this is something that we're all going through which is I mean it's a, a particularly unique experience um, Stuart is there anything that you know has you know come to your attention really recently um, on a personal level?
2: Yeah, just to uh, continue where Callum had sort of started the conversation, that I think uh, we're all suffering uh, in different ways. I think uh, as you say, it's a very unique situation that we find ourselves in, that uh, everybody feels a bit, I think the word I would like to use is claustrophobic. I think uh, you're not as free to do the things that you're familiar with and as a consequence of that you feel that sense of isolation and loneliness and when Callum first started talking about it it was interesting I I, I did a a quick google search to see the most common cause of mental health issues and if you look through the string of it it's uh, trauma and neglect, social isolation and loneliness is number two, experiencing discrimination, uh, social disadvantage, poverty or debt, bereavement, severe long-term stress, or having uh, unemployment and losing your job. And if you look down that list, under the current circumstances, you could probably tick that we've all fallen into two or three or four of those most common causes for mental health issues under yeah. the circumstances everybody's lost their job in some respects uh, everybody uh, will feel that sense of isolation or loneliness we're feeling that uh, feeling of potential neglect that we can't get to the, the, the socialise in the way that we used to and there's so many people now suffering the consequences of bereavement so i, I think it's it's fascinating that as you've both said, we're all in this in a, a very similar manner and all, I suppose, uh, suffering in different ways, Greg.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, you know, we've got to be thankful for small mercies at this stage. For me, I'm glad I don't have kids and I'm not having to resort to homeschooling. Um, I can imagine for for families um, is, you know, a, another additional stress um that you know nobody was counting on that nobody was expecting you to have to deal with that um and now guess what you're having to to do that um and well
1: it's, it's interesting greg my partner's a childcare worker uh, and i can tell you she's not going to get any money after all of this is over but there'll certainly be a better recognition of the skill set that she's got and I think that's coming to the home to roost for a whole load of lower paid workers who are are predominantly the backbone of what's keeping the country going right now.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's something that we've we've touched on already and, and I think it's incredibly important. You know, the fact that the the people um, that are as you say keeping you know this country going just now they really are starting to be properly acknowledged for for what they're actually doing. Um yeah but uh, yeah the homeschooling thing i think is certainly something i've seen has been particularly <laughs> challenging for a lot of my friends there's some people on on our street um and we're, we're all very well connected at the moment which you know which is very helpful to one another but uh we just had a, a brief chat with the neighbors across the way and they've got two young kids and we just sort of said how, how are you getting on mm. and i'm like "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just
1: <laughs> sums up so many things least,
0: doesn't it <laughs> it's because they're you know they're under three you know there's there's no comprehension of what's actually going on, so you can't actually explain it if you've got kids that are a bit older, you know you can try and explain it in a way that's you know gonna enable them to be able to cope with it and process it in some kind of way um but whenever you're under three it's kind of like what, what really do you do, you know kids from that it's
1: age It's interesting what you were saying there Stuart you know, you're not getting out to socialise as, as much as you, you would normally and for some of us that's an age thing, you know but but it <laughs> brought to mind something that I thought that's been really interesting in this which is the kind of immediate reaction for a lot of people is humour uh, and for Scottish people we go very quickly to dark humour around about this you know, until I think the, the Covid becomes close to you and then it it gives a different dimension again Uh, um eight eight people sadly passed away in a care home and 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 i think that was part of the kind of what what brought me to, to a stop to think about the situation it was because it was really close to home and i think up until that point my coping mechanism had normally just been humor and that's how i had been dealing with it with friends um but as, as Stuart had actually aligned there with all of the different reasons, you then start to throw in that people don't have religious places of worship to go to, which would be a place that, that very often people would go to get rid of anxieties. They don't have a lot of recreational activities, swimming, going to the, you know, the gym. These, again, are places where people would let steam off, going to the pub, going out with their friends to do whatever cup of tea. There's a whole load of very basic things that people simply cannot access that would be their normal coping mechanisms
0: um yeah it's interesting you say that uh, about religion um there's quite a few of my friends um and you know, family members who have you know they're watching services and that kind of thing um online and able to connect in you know in in a different way so that they're at least getting some kind of comfort from that i think you know in terms of the mental health side of things, it's making people aware that you know these resources are available, and that you know things that you would normally do. There's maybe a just a different way, a route route to do, to do that and to achieve that, rather than thinking, "Oh, I can't do that at all, and that, that's not available." I think yeah. that's that's a really key thing.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree entirely, Greg. I mean, again, I was looking at uh, some of the the the, the the reasons for uh, falling into a mental illness situation. And it can come down to poor diet, dehydration, lack of exercise, as we've just touched upon. And all of those aspects, if we just think about it, now that we're having to to cook all our meals, we're we're not eating out at restaurants, uh, the diet tends to be uh, potentially, it could be limited for a number of, of of people. Exercise is very limited as well. And in fact, uh, Callum could potentially tell us another funny with regards to trying to uh, take his dog for a walk and get told that he wasn't allowed to do it uh, by the police. That is, um, so it, it, it's extremely important that we understand that the reasons that people can get into a position where they're not necessarily depressed, but they can struggle from a motivation perspective, can be arising just from lack of exercise, lack of diet, lack of uh, 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 fluids, and making sure that they're coping with those aspects and appreciating them. And I think planning around that's hugely important. I think uh, if you can understand the symptoms, and the signs then that uh, hopefully they can start to to uh, do something about that
0: yeah and i mean that's the thing it's all about finding finding ways to keep healthy and finding you know as I, you know, as i said before you know alternative routes to do that um Calum, are you not going to share this story about being sober? Please, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a <laughs> fag end like that and then actually say, come on.
1: I know. I mean, walking down the street with your knickers in your head, it used to be okay to do that. It's just not anymore. No, it, it, what, What's interesting is that um, we actually stay next to a, a national cycle uh, uh, route but but we've got a small puppy dog, and whenever we would go out, every second person wanted to, you know, clap or say hello to the dog. So from that perspective, we were we were actually driving you know, less than ten minutes away to our local park, where it was really quiet. And, and Nicola the other day uh, went over, and the police stopped. I said, "I'm really sorry, you're not allowed to be here with your dog," and we explained the situation. And you know, if we went to the the cycle path every five minutes somebody's cycling past you or stopping to talk to you actually it's less safe um, and, and he said I'm really sorry if you want to walk to the park then you're, you're fine to do that but you're not allowed to come here in your, your car and then take your dog for a walk which, which just seems nonsense because to, you know, to walk to the park we'd need to walk through the town centre where we live and we'd be passing hundreds of people um, and, and on the way back we went fine let's take the dog out the walk at the, the back and, and here's people cycling past us with the higher bikes that you pick up in the city centre of Glasgow. So clearly they've cycled, you know, 20, 15, 20 miles, whatever yeah. it is, from Glasgow, and are going right past our house. And it just really struck me, you know, and I, I pulled the, the pants over my head because I didn't want to listen anymore. <laughs> and that was a funny story.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's hard to kind of strike that balance and i mean and obviously you know Uh, um the police have an incredibly difficult job to try and try and do it at present and it's you know you're trying to follow whatever regulations that you're trying to put in place at an extraordinary time um and but i mean that's the thing it's you know there's gonna be so many variations and as you say having to walk through the city center to then actually i mean it, it, it doesn't make any kind of sense um but, Meanwhile,
1: uh, the police helicopters were up at Balloch Park because the kids were having a a barbecue on Saturday night. You know the <laughs> So I get it. You know the police do have a really, a really difficult job right now. You know, as I totally understand that there was no arguments then. It just struck me as as a really sort of funny situation to be in. Given that you're trying to do your best, you're trying to isolate yourself from people, and yet actually, what's been recommended to you. Is is like the exact opposite of what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. But
0: anyway. One of the things that you said before, Stuart, you were saying about you know um, maybe the limitations on you know what we can cook and and that sort of things. So, and I felt like saying, well, really, you know, speak for yourself. I'm turning into Gordon Ramsay here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really making an effort. But, um, but today when we, when I was, I had to go and get some um, essentials and, and stock up on a few, a few items and, um, you know, it became the case of, oh, I was I saying was to the girl behind the counter that's, uh, You know, when we first went into lockdown, everyone was just like hoarding food and all that kind of doing all the usual things, you know, trying to deny it, but I think everybody was doing it in some kind of shape or form, but a lot of comfort food um, and not necessarily the most obviously healthy food. So what we have started to do now is, it was, okay, let's get some fresh fruit um, and, you know, healthy soups and you know and all this kind of stuff and we've been eating well i mean we haven't been eating terribly badly but um certainly a more concerted effort to think okay right let's think we're we are actually going to be here for a while and let's not come out five stone heavier you know so and and speaking to the whole men- mental health side of things you know around that you know it's healthy body healthy mind and um yep. you know making sure that what we're eating is, is the best it can be. But for example, today I got the first exercise really, um, apart from, you know, the, the government approved walks that we, we all do. Um, I, I was lifting some weights today and doing some stretching and all that kind of thing for, uh, for about an hour. And I'm like, right, fine. I am doing that every day because I just feel yeah. so much better today. And I think, you know, that's, Craig, what, that's a lot of things like that we, that we all can do, you know, yeah, w- w- one of the things
2: I'm very fortunate in as much as my wife was a personal trainer, Greg, and the first thing that she did uh, right at the very beginning of the lockdown was set up a, an exercise routine. We uh, tended to, prior to the lockdown, go to the gym five times a week. Uh, wow. and as soon as the lockdown occurred, it was uh, significant. It was a big impact for us. As a consequence, it had to be that we had a, 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 another uh, option to be able to do something around the house and, and so my wife has fortunately given us a, a, a routine that, that, that we can do along with uh, the government uh, walk that you've just alluded to as well. So, uh, And you that haven't fallen out with her yet, no? Uh,
0: fortunately, not not, 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 not cracking uh, the whip too hard. It's, you know, it's just like <laughs> She's really it's nice to Green advice,
1: Goddess nice. though. She's really nice to Green Goddess. <laughs> but
2: But but just to to go on to that, I think the routine, I think people always say I don't want a routine, but I think it's hugely important that there, there is some form of routine put into place. I think planning... Uh, some exercise, planning to mentally stimulate yourself with regards to whether it be learning something new. I know that I uh, have been fortunate enough that I've uh, found some time now to be able to do something that I've wanted to do for a while, which was uh, study some economics. So I'm, I'm doing that for an hour a day. And it's just trying to take your mind away from what's occurring. I think you can get Uh, overly swamped by the number of deaths, the number of hospitalisations etc and it's hugely important from a mental perspective just to step away from that and come back to some form of what we would have called normality It's, It's interesting
1: as well I don't know if you guys have seen the video about the guy who was the head of the Navy SEALs and he went back to his old university to talk to people about, you know, what they could do to change the world. And the thing that he started with was get out of bed and make your bed. And
0: Yes, <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah.
1: I, you know, the purple. thought process... You know, behind that was, you know, as a Navy SEAL during training, you've got the worst possible day to look forward to. So sometimes at the end of the day, the only thing that's left for you to look forward to is a nice bed that's been made. But it was also kind of starting the day with, right, that's the first thing done. The bed's made, I'm out of bed. What's next? And actually starting the day with purpose. And and I definitely think that when you've got a normal routine, you kind of do that anyway, but the but right now routines are out the window, and it's about as you say establishing new norms. You know, new strategies to to try and give some kind of routine and structure to your day again.
0: I remember when I was uh looking at seeing that video before um before all of this, you know, had happened, and it, I mean, it's just a, a really incredibly helpful, instructive. Um, video um but it, it it touches on that whole idea of it's a little dopamine rush that little feel-good hormone yep. that you've achieved yep. this that little box ticking uh, and you know at the end of the day if we can get you know a few of those box ticking things happening um, throughout the day then you're getting a little bit of that feel-good hormone happening and hopefully um you know keeping the, the mental health side of things you know Uh, Under control. I mean certainly for me This weekend I made a point of taking the weekend off you know from work um, and I was making music and just in my happy place and um, and I feel so much better for it You know today. It's just like time away from you know stuff. I was doing for everybody else And if anybody was getting in contact with me, I wasn't ignoring them But I was like, I'll talk to you on monday. Um, and you know, we all need that. We all need whatever it is you know your coping mechanism is, or just you know the, your happy place. If you can, if you can reach that and and, and do something with that, then that's going to be the thing that's going to get you through. But one of the things that I was uh, really interested to hear your thoughts on are what do you what do you think about the long term mental health implications of this? I mean, the whole lockdown situation. I was thinking of you know, there's a lot of kids who as i said earlier you there's no comprehension really of what this is but you long term being able to have contact with people form bonds form relationships with people in the future guys what do you what do you think about the long-term effects cal
1: i certainly think it will it will help everyone appreciate what they've got much more than they already do particularly in relation to <coughs> uh, families You know, I think in the last podcast Stuart talked about the importance of just being able to give someone a cuddle um, but yeah I think that people will respect their friendships more uh, and the importance of those um, because we've been forced to in some respects look at those from a distance and actually recognise just how valuable they were to us, there will be people I think who will have adverse effects from what's happened, particularly um, those that have potentially had family members that have been affected by uh, COVID. But um, I think all of those things will allow people to almost re-examine what is the new norm and, and hopefully use that as a springboard rather than you know a negative, but use that as a springboard to say, well, if I've lost someone, guess what? I'm going to honour their life by making mine so much better.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah, t- t- totally agree. I think it is that element that we've t- sort of touched upon pre- in previous uh, podcasts. Uh, all the things that we um, took for granted in many respects, I think uh, those are the aspects that, that will continue. Uh, it was interesting. Actually, I went out for our one walk a day with my wife just uh, earlier, and it's a glorious sunny day here at the moment. And uh, we walked past two kids they must have been no more than sort of five or six and they were playing outside and uh, the interesting thing was they had self-isolated from one another it was curious to, to, to look <laughs> at them they were both talking and playing together but in each other's garden separately it, it was it was quite a, a, a poignant thing to actually watch and uh, in, in some respects she it's a bit sad, also, to be able to look at them and think. Naturally, you wouldn't be doing that. You'd be playing together. It would be a lot more tactile. But uh, it just uh, told us exactly what's going on at the moment.
1: But what's interesting is they very quickly adapted. Very Absolutely. quickly adapted. You Absolutely. know. Well, man, he does. I still want to play with my pals. How do I do that over the fence? Done. Let's go on. Where mm-hmm. Whereas older people, I think, analyse it more.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I agree. I agree. It's, it's coming down to that. That very basic, primal thing that we're humans that need to connect. We're social animals, you know. Um, And no matter what happens, no matter what restrictions are put in place, there is that drive to actually achieve that, to actually do that. It's just a very, very basic human function.
2: I think. I think uh, when you're relate. What we're going through to, to previous pandemics back in 1918, uh, the Great Depression, when there's similar issues that have occurred, but not obviously with the the, the, the pandemic aspect. But but uh, when, when you've had those things, we've been in some respects quite lucky to have the technology that's allowed us and enabled us to engage with one another through phones or yeah. Zoom.
0: We caught up with Michael Byrne, from lived experience trauma support. And here, he gives us some tips on how to deal with mental health at this time.
3: For me, Greg, one of the most important things is to get up with a mindset in the morning to get up. And it gives you that day ahead of you in a positive light where you're getting up in the morning and the full day is ahead of you. And I think someone spoke about it previously where the Admiral had spoken uh, during a presentation and said the importance of getting up and making your bed. Thoroughly believe in that. Following on from that, it would be get up, get in the shower, um, do your hair, your makeup, have a shave, whatever you would normally do of a normal working day, and trick your mind into believing that you do have a normal working day ahead of you. And when I'm doing that, uh, I normally then try and have a break between twelve and one, or one and two, whenever a formal lunch break. And I found myself new. I don't know the chaps forgot it trying to eat and cook things that I have never cooked before. So over the past couple of weeks, you know, I've got a recipe book out or I've looked at YouTube and I've thought I'm going to eat something really healthy today because it's so easy not to look after your diet at this point in time. Following on from that is to go and take the exercise that we are allowed. Um, So if we're allowed out for 30 minutes per day is to go and do it. I've actually found that it's very therapeutic at this point in time because there's very little traffic on the roads just now. You can actually hear the birds around you, hear the noises, the natural noise around you. And I think those things are very helpful. It puts you in contact with nature. One of the other things I've also found is to be creative. Um, I can't recall whether we've had a chat before, but I've written poetry in the past. I've had books released that over the past month or so, that's came back to me. I've rejoined a writing group. So it gets your mind thinking away from normal work and the surroundings that's going on. So be creative if you can. A few other things is unplug your devices from the outside world um, to get your news. If you normally only get your news outlet at lunchtime or tea time, continue with that. The more you watch the news, the more you will become more um, enfranchised in what's actually going on with all the negative stuff that's going on. You'll start to catastrophize and so on. So if you normally only get your news once or twice a day, do that. Don't have it on in the background six, seven, eight hours a day. Um, it will only lead to concerns with regards to your mental health other points include stay connected connect with people I know we're doing this just now and it's going out um, to a wider audience but stay connected with people whether that be friends, colleagues family, whomever it's important not to retreat into yourself and it's very easy when you struggle with your mental health because you believe no one will help you and no one's going through what you're going through but that's not the case so if you are connected reach out if you are having difficulties, first of all if you believe that you are starting to have difficulties well done for noticing it but follow that up by reaching out for organis- to people like myself or other organisations who even during this pandemic are still there to help people and help is still there, You don't have to be alone um, a couple other things to round off The uh, first one would be don't believe your thoughts, at this point in time it's going to be natural in fourth week now to think This is never going to end. This is going to happen to me. I'm going to catch the illness and so on and so on and so on. Those are all negative thoughts that you do not need to believe. They're just thoughts at the end of the day. You will have 60,000 thoughts in any given day. And when you start to begin to struggle with your mental health, you will start to notice all the negative thoughts more and more. Don't believe them. As I always like to say, your brain is not your friend. um, And it will tell you a lot of negative stuff. And if you start to believe the negative stuff, you will start to act in a way that will be detrimental to you and the last one by no means the least is accept the situation that we're all in just now if we accept the situation that we're all in just now rather than fight against it and say why me, why is this happening things will become a lot easier for you but then what you start to do is to plan for how you're going to deal with the future plan for when you're out of this but absolutely accept the situation and plan for when it's over
0: Many thanks to Michael for his contributions this week. And as Michael said, remember to check out online exercise classes. There's loads of things happening locally, but online to help you stay healthy and connected to your community. There's plenty of online content to entertain and to be socially involved at this time. Many thanks for listening. And if you would like any assistance, you can reach Michael Byrne on LinkedIn. His details are in the show notes. And please check out www.iwasgonnie.co.uk. See you next time.